a podcast to honor the gods. This better come with a sacrifice. Dave's X Media. Rachel didn't explain. She pushed her way to the edge of the bleachers, ignoring the frowning teachers and grumbling kids she was stepping on. I hesitated. Tammy was explaining how we were about to break into small groups and tour the school. Kelly caught my eye and gave me an amused smile, like she was waiting to see what I'd do. It would look bad if I left right now. Paul Blofus was down there with the rest of the teachers. He'd wonder what was wrong. Then I thought about Rachel Elizabeth Dare, and the special ability she'd shown last winter at Hoover Dam. She'd been able to see a group of security guards, who weren't guards at all, who weren't even human. My heart pounding, I got up and followed her out of the gym. Welcome to Of the Eldest Gods, where we discuss Rick Riordan's role as our godly parent. I'm Ray from Cabin 12. And I'm Charlie from Cabin 13. And I'm Carrie from Cabin 3. Yo! We're back for another season! Heck yeah, we're in it. We're not quite in the labyrinth, but, you know... <laughs> we're about to be. There's there's a battle there? I don't know. I mean, I know what happens, but like... Shh, spoilers. <laughs> Are you sure we're not in the labyrinth? Because I certainly felt like I was in one today. Well, you Just know, like emotionally... <laughs> Work life. Physically, emotionally, all of it. Work life. No balance. These are the vibes we start the podcast with. (laughs) Welcome back, everyone. (laughs) But that means we're going to have fun. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We we got some vibes going. And Percy is back in school? Wild. Truly wild. Well, not really. It's just an orientation. Still, orientation in June. Not much of an orientation to speak, really. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. It just feels wild to have a high school orientation in June. Well, they can weed him out right away before they, you know. <laughs> I mean, he blew up the school. Before they had plenty of time to rebuild the school before <laughs> the next school year. <laughs> yep. Uh, and I, of course, invited my mother back for another episode because she was a cheerleader. Um, <laughs> and I love vampires. <laughs> and those oh. are both relevant to this chapter. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> so it was it was a perfect match. Mm-hmm. So what happened to this wonderful chapter, right? All right. Uh, well, Percy has to... What, what's the chapter title? He has to battle some cheerleaders, something like that. I'm. He battles the cheerleading squad. There we it go. It was two people. They're not it's a squad. <laughs> <laughs> They're basically a squad. They're like besties. <laughs> um, so Percy's mom is dropping him off at orientation, like we said. It's a new school because, uh, you know, Paul Blofus works there. Uh, uh-huh. apparently Percy warned him that he shouldn't invite him to come to school. And he was like, no, it'll be fine. It's not fine. Get Paul fired. <laughs> uh, but Percy notices a suspiciously familiar redhead and has to duck me? away. It was me, actually, all along. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I sounded just that. like you. <laughs> uh, are you going to voice act as Rachel Elizabeth Dare in the... I mean, I did for a chapter. Did you did you not remember that? I I just read her dialogue for the one uh, chapter she was in last book as the as our opening. As you should. I love her. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm already Rachel Simping. It's been two minutes. Um, anyways. So, so Percy's glad. trying trying to duck into the school, but he gets waylaid by a couple of cheerleaders. They have weird vibes. Uh they smell weird. Uh, they they smell like farm animals a little bit. But Paul uh, shows up and uh, he escapes into the presentation at the gym. But uh, our girl is there. It is Rachel Elizabeth Dare, uh, which he says. And she's like offended that he remembered her entire name. (laughs) It's so funny. Um, And she's like, excuse me. And then she starts freaking out because the cheerleaders are there. And obviously she can see something that Percy cannot. Uh... They turn out to be knockoff vampires, or as they say, the thing that vampires are knockoffs of. And 
Percy is having some troubles with them because they're hot and magic. Um, magically hot, you know. Uh. <laughs> sure. Only with magic were they hot. <laughs> Only I guess magic. you're not into goat legs. That's just not your case. Metal, metal feet. That's fine. I Ew. am into metal feet, not goat legs, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather see just a beautiful fanged individual, that's all. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's yeah, vampire. A real vampire. <laughs> <laughs> um... Percy has to explain that Greek mythology is real to Rachel, who is feeling very vindicated about several things in her life uh, now. You know, the gods are real. The Greek gods. <laughs> As she didn't say. seem surprised. She's like, oh, okay. Yep, yep she's got it. <laughs> she's she like, knows. I knew it! <laughs> yeah. I fucking knew it! Percy kills uh, the apprentice evil cheerleader, but the other one, who's apparently been around for thousands of years, like, not even being killed and stuff, so, like, obviously she's yeah, good. Sure. Yeah. Sure, whatever, Kelly. <laughs> oh, Kelly. Um, uh, she manages to frame him for setting the entire school on fire. So that went well. Annabeth is happy for one minute as she shows up for their not date. And then uh, she becomes not happy about a lot of things very quickly. <laughs> Jealousy much? And, <laughs> and we decide to head back to camp. Ta-da! This is an excellent first chapter. I'm very excited to be reading Percy Jackson again. There's a lot yeah. going on here. M- more than normal, I think, like, we're really, really rushing into the whole, like, we we, we gotta get back to camp. Like, like <laughs> n- spending almost no time in this, like, it's it's time to go back to camp. Every time we go faster to camp, yeah. I swear. Hey, Percy shouldn't even spend any time <laughs> in the real world. He should just be doing camp stuff. He could. He likes but his, his mom. mom. He I know he his loves mom. his mom, but he messes up every time he's outside out of camp for more than five minutes <laughs> i mean not really it's he's not his fault guy people are tracking him he's got a you know he's got the strong scent on him or whatever and they just seem to find him wherever he goes coincidentally yeah. or on purpose well true the thing is is he messing up because he's not dead yet so like by yeah. half-blood standards i think he's actually doing pretty well <laughs> so maybe he's great. just you know causing calamity for others with his presence and maybe it would be best yeah. to take him but just as far so as i know none happen. of them have died yet either so <laughs> percy is just trying his best okay <laughs> His best isn't good enough. No, just kidding. His best is actually pretty good. Wow. He's a hero. He's a hero. He just shouldn't, like, interact with normal people, I guess. I guess not. (laughs) Or at least Um, stay away from school. School is not his thing anymore. School is not his thing. Yeah, just just let Annabeth homeschool him. Maybe instead of summer camp, they should have an actual school that's year-round. No, there, yes. th- there is no school at the summer camp. I don't think these children get an education. They learn how to fight. <laughs> to circle back to the references that we always make, uh, you reminded me of the Barbie Camp Rock movie. <laughs> gotta, yes! gotta, gotta get to camp. <laughs> oh my god, I didn't even notice I did that. Good. Camp that's awesome. as fast as possible. <laughs> that song is a banger. All the songs in that one are pretty good. That movie is just, like, Barbie, but, like, Camp Rock 2? Yes, Camp Rock 2 specifically. (laughs) (laughs) What is that? Oh, it's Rockin' Royals. I could not think of the name, which is why it took me so long to make that reference. (laughs) I have listened to that song and been like, I I want there to be a Camp Half-Blood parody of this. So make one. <laughs> no, we should. I, we Cartoon should. it. We're the, old, we're the only people who I think care enough about that movie and Percy Checks. Yeah. Cartoon it, Charlie. It. Cartoon it. Make it. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. Um. So we have some interesting mythology in this chapter. I think Heck we gotta yeah. do the thing. We gotta do the thing. <laughs> in case you meant it. But um. But um. So we're gonna start with vampires, I think, because that's, you know, oh. it's, the, it's the weird offshoot of uh, the Impuzai. Um, there's there's too much to unpack about vampires, though. That's the thing. <laughs> like, what's the basic stuff about vampires? They uh, are undead. undead. They drink blood. Th- there you go. They're They're undead. They drink blood. There are so many variations of them. Just just so many. Well, there are um, non-blood drinking vampires too, but you didn't want to go there, there do you? I, I, would you kind of succubus as a vampire? Is that what you mean? Or are you talking about no, something else? No, so there are people in the modern world who believe that there are psychic vampires. Like, they literally oh, psych your mm-hmm. energy. There's, or... um, I don't watch the show, but like, I've, 
I mean, I've technically seen a couple episodes. Um, the what what we do in the shadows TV show. There's mm-hmm. a guy who's an energy vampire. I think. Okay, is what mm-hmm. he is. He, yeah, that's a thing. He sucks the energy out of the room or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, even even your wiki article starts off by saying what they feed on is a person's vital essence in the form of yeah. blood, generally. So, like. You know, that makes sense that a vampire is just something that feeds off of the essence of a person. I think that's why my brain went to Succubus, because if you have ever seen, um... No, I agree. Like, that makes sense. What's what's the show called, Mother? (laughs) We watched the first season of that together with the Succubus main character. You know what I'm talking about. It must have been a long time ago. Where she fights the, the, the monsters and stuff. Um, I hate myself for not remembering things. (laughs) <laughs> I totally don't remember this. I'm sure I would remember it if I could think about I it. I know but... the main character's name, but I can't remember what the show is called. What was the name of the character's name? Bo? Her name's Bo. Oh, well, yeah, okay, yeah. The, but... you watch the whole, did you watch the whole thing with me? We watched like the first season at least, maybe. Oh, I watched the, the whole season. season. I know you but... yeah, the whole series. Yeah, it was awesome. What was it called? <laughs> <laughs> Good question. It's a Canadian show. I know that. It was on sci-fi. Um, Lost Girl. Lost Girl, Fucking yes. hell. Um, awesome. So I, I thought of that first because in that show they explain a succubus as draining the the key or like the life force energy out of someone chi. through chi whatever um <laughs> it's pronounced differently by different cultures okay yeah yeah um uh, draining the life force energy of someone through sex is how they do it so like you're still a life force vampire in that sense yeah but she didn't need to do sex necessarily True. that's where she gets the most energy but she can do it True. other ways too but yeah vampire kind of it's just in popular culture at this point it just means you suck some type of vital essence from a person but blood is like the main thing that people think of yeah i i would think that like generally if you say vampire any person's gonna think blood immediately just like you could technically Mm -hmm. have variants that don't do that yeah they do not sparkle unless you are stephanie meyer so (laughs) okay Okay, hot take. Since we have to go on to vampires, uh, Stephanie Meyer is a decent world builder. She's just bad at uh, most other portions of writing. They are not vampires. Those people are fairies who suck blood. I like their lore. See, I don't have a problem with them as vampires. It just yeah, it gives me too. A, it gives an unevil tone to the reason why they have to be away from the sunlight. It's not saying if they're weekend. It's not saying it kills them. It's saying yeah. they can't be out there because it will expose them. So I think that gives it a nicer way of toning it. I think she's a good world builder with this as well. Unfortunately, they made some really shitty ass movies out of it, but that's beside the point. <laughs> okay, but the movies are like fun. Bad. Oh, I love that's them. The thing they're but so they're, fun. Bad. It, they're they're awesome. But whoever did the makeup and hair on those movies should should have been fired after the first movie because <laughs> the first movie they did okay hair, but from there on the hair just got the worse and worse movie, and worse. There are moments in the third movie where it's especially so bad when you can tell yeah. someone's wearing a wig not because you know their hair color isn't blonde or brown, but because the wig looks looks fake. like a wig. That's just. <laughs> That's just a problem. In a movie that made that kind of money, not acceptable. It's terrible. But not like, acceptable. I was going to say something. Um, <laughs> Did you forget? And I, yeah, I forgot what it was because I got involved in what you were saying. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like the, um, the versions where sunlight doesn't kill them where they're just weakened by it Mm -hmm. so like they can still exist in the sunlight um i've already talked about my favorite version of vampires which my mother and i covered on our uh podcast that it no longer exists but uh (laughs) our 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 favorite movie my best friend's a vampire my my favorite vampire movie those are my those are the vampires that i think are the best because they can just exist in the world Mm -hmm. and it's so good at least if you're if you're not a vampire who's dead you can just like go out in daylight if you not, yeah, if you weren't killed, if you were just infected. Yeah, if you were infected, you can go out in daylight. If you are killed, then you're, I assume they hmm. explode with the sun or whatever. Interesting. I mean, there's a lot of different versions where they don't have to go out. Bram Stoker's vampire didn't have to go out, didn't have to be out of the sunlight. Exactly. The he was just Dracula. stronger out of the sunlight. There's another author, I forget who it is, who writes a series of books. I told you about them. They are based on Greek mythology or yeah. mythology of a sort. She um, writes a lot of vampire books, so. And <laughs> they actually are from, they came from Atlantis, but they're related to gods. And they oh came up with God. technology that basically oh, nanos. The, the, the nanos, nanos yeah, the, the nanobot blood, ones you told me which, about. Which heal them. The problem is if they go out in the sun, and they do, the nanos then have to work overtime to heal them from sun yeah. damage, so then they have to drink more blood. 
So they do try to stay out of the sun only because yeah. the more damage they take, the more the blood they have to drink to feed the nanites. That sounds legitimately interesting. It is. It's actually, and it's a really good series because it's like a romance vampire <laughs> novel. It's all about romance. Really. Uh, I, I mean, all adventure. of the ones that you read are like romance. No, are they not? I read some. I read some other ones. Well, what else do you want vampires for? It's either horror or romance. Like, <laughs> I've got some horror ones I've read, you know, or some that are have a romance but are based in horror. How about that? <laughs> True Blood. I True mean, Blood. I was going to say that's Dracula, <laughs> is it not? Yeah, it's yeah. It's a horror that it has romance in it. Dracula is actually more romantic, I think. I think in his mind it's more Dra- romantic. And- <laughs> Dracula? Dracula is a horror. If you read the yeah, original yeah. version, it is a horror. Oh, yeah. No, I know. But Dracula also is trying to, you know. He's not trying to be romantic. He's trying to find a bride. Well, no, I think the whole thing with him, uh, not never having read Dracula, but having seen people talk about it when Dracula Daily was happening. I understand. <laughs> um, um. Uh, the real romance in Dracula is between Jonathan and Mina, who love each other so much. Um, like, no, the ridiculously other romance is between Mina and uh, Lucy. <laughs> I mean, true. They are also in love. That's definitely from the movie. They are in love, and you cannot tell me otherwise. Those three <laughs> should have been in a throuple. I'm just saying. I mean, you're not wrong. Lucy's too busy with her. But also, Lucy had three boyfriends. Three boyfriends, yeah. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> Polly, just be Polly. Come on. <laughs> this was like, th- this was the They were upper Polly crust. Except for Mina. They were all upper crust. You can't, you have to be careful about being public about stuff like that. Okay. Not mm. the cowboy, though. He can do what he wants. <laughs> he can, yeah, he's yeah, American. Exactly. They don't care. He can do whatever he wants. <laughs> Rom Stoker writing the cowboy. I've heard that it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> I need to. I I really want to read it. He's probably as bad in the book as he is in the in the movies. Right? Maybe this needs to be a bonus thing. We just need to cover <laughs> Dracula. <laughs> you could. I could. I could do that for days. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I'll do my own podcast all about Dracula. Um, I mean, like, that is the general stuff about vampires. Y'all know, like, there's the the different types of protection against them, um, and everything. I really want to know if that would would work on the Impuzai. I mean, like, they're not vampires, (laughs) but, like, in Rick Riordan's world, do, like, they get affected by, like, the the myths about the other versions or things? I I I wouldn't think so. It seems like the Greek versions of things are able to stay with their own mythology even as they change with the culture. Hmm. I mean, in the end, his sword did help, though. <laughs> true. True, true. And this this does also mention the Impuzai on here as well as a couple different Greco-Roman Right. Movies. I was just noticing... Lamia and Mormo. What it says is the Greek version on the page here is the Rikolakis, uh, which is an undead creature that eats livers instead of drinking blood. <laughs> oh, I went down to the ancient belief section where it says Greek mythology, Greco-Roman mythology described the Impuzai, Lamia, the Mormo, and the Striges. Mm. Striges, the Strigoi. Well, that's where the word would come from. It's like this. It's a Strix. Um, okay. I think. Oh God, I think Taylor and I talked about it forever ago in season two of this podcast. Um, yeah. Okay. There's there's some weird things. And then there's also the stories about Lilith being a vampire, possibly. Um, but again, she might have also been a succubus because Lilith just being demonized because um, first woman. Uh, of course, there was a woman before Eve who was even more evil than <laughs> Eve. No, the original Lilith wasn't evil. She just wouldn't. She wouldn't she, bow down to a man. That's why she's they the first feminist. Her. She was ex- the first ex- feminist. Yes, but mother, mother, <laughs> feminism in a in a world of patriarchy is evil. So no, Christians a world of patriarchy and... is what's evil. That's the problem with our world. <laughs> yeah. Monotheists would be like, oh my god, she's the worst. You know, she made women evil and all that shit. But, and yet the one that was submissive is the one who t- tempted her husband to uh, break the rules, so... So all women are bitches, I guess. No, men yeah. the... follow their dick. Well, that's all. you know, <laughs> if you want to get into that, um, I guess you could say that Eve was only able to tempt Adam because she was made from part of him. So maybe it was actually him that really wanted to do the thing. Oh, anyway, boy. not to get into place. all of that, we um, don't have time to unpack all of that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, one of the things that it says uh, in Greek mythology sucked the blood of children were the 
Gelodies or Jello, and I just think that's really funny. The Jello comes in and he slurps up your Where? blood. Where did you find this? Just like halfway the down the Jello. The Gel. I just think it's more funny if it's Jello. <laughs> some some trivia I have for you guys is that in the anime Lupin Third, um, apparently oh. Jesus Christ had a twin sister who was a vampire. <laughs> you know what? That's not the weirdest thing I've heard. I'm surprised it was only in an anime. I feel like that could be in literally any movie, actually. Uh, you were reminding me of that with the Lilith talk, but I don't think it was Lilith. I think it was uh, See, my the question other, is the vampire woman name that I can't remember. When you say she's a twin sister, was she also a child of God or was she Joseph's kid? Who could- s- I don't know. Because, I just because... saw this on Tumblr because it was really, really funny. <laughs> okay, but like, I'm bringing some Greco, like, Roman things into this because Heracles had a twin brother who was not a son of Zeus. So like, mm-hmm. it's a it's a thing in mythology that you could have a twins, one of which was the child of a god, one of which was not. So that'd be very interesting if Jesus had a twin- <laughs> Who was Joseph's kid? <laughs> Research Mary some more. It might not be Joseph's either. Just saying. Hey. Just saying. That's fine. Um, as long as she had fun. I <laughs> I don't know. I know that there are rumors out there. I we we can't get into into the old uh We can't make the Christians <laughs> mad. <laughs> Over two thousand years ago and there are rumors out there about her virginhood. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> There's too much discourse here to even... <laughs> We've already said too many things that'll get us cancelled, I think. <laughs> and yet we're not even really talking about the story anymore. <laughs> yeah, we no. we need to move on. <laughs> it's been okay. so long. We just really like the topic of vampires. and <laughs> I could talk about vampires for so long. Let's move on to the Impuza. The Impuza. Um, one legged, namely having one brass leg and a donkey's leg, thus being known as commanded by Hecate. So very interesting that like the goddess of magic created these strange female shapeshifters. It says they're shapeshifters. Uh I'm a little confused on if it is supposed to be like a race of beings or if there's just like one unclear. And that's her name. It's very unclear. So I've there it says the Impuza. But there's also, like, the plural of impuzai in here, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. literally. So I'm going to say, I think we only have, like, yeah, there's the, the source in Aristophanes um, stuff. Is this, is it in the frogs? Yeah, it's in the frogs. Um, That's a play by Aristophanes. <laughs> um, there's just one in the Aristophanes um, sources. And mm-hmm. the fact that she meets Dionysus, very interesting. Um, <laughs> Dionysus knows Kelly, plot twist. So, oh, they also have, so there's a second name, or it's it's an epithet, donkey-footed, or one-footed, okay. So, what I'm reading there is that it sounds like there's different myths, some in which she has a donkey leg, and some in which she has a brass leg, and that Rick was like, <laughs> why not both? Yeah, it does say having one brass leg or a donkey's leg. So like, all right, Rick's like, why not both? Why not? <laughs> Which okay. I think is a fun play. Yeah. Kind of creepy, but yeah. And she's she's just a demonic phantom with shape-shifting abilities. But like, it doesn't really... What? what? She transformed into a bull, a mule, a beautiful woman, and a dog. <laughs> oh, God. It also says she has a leg of cow dung, possibly. Oh, that's why that gross? thank you rick for leaving that one out <laughs> that's gross that's truly gross why are these people like this well it's got cow dung kind of reminds me of like a golgoth or something like that. <laughs> the you mean the demon. shit demon the shit demon <laughs> i knew dogma was gonna come up once we talked about uh jesus's siblings um <laughs> I had nothing to do with Jesus' siblings. You mentioned the shit leg, and I just had to remember the shit demon. But I was thinking about it in the back of my mind. Uh, So the next one says, yeah, there was an implural, there was a plural of impuzai, and they preyed on young men. So the, it seems like they didn't prey on young men in Aristophanes, but then Hmm. they do. Is there anything about blood on this page? Yes. Well, I don't (laughs) know where you are. I'm looking at Life of Apollonius. Yeah. Apollonius? Apollonius. They talk about how she relates, the Yapuza relate to Lamia, and then it mentions um, that they ate young children, went after young men for the freshness and purity of their blood. Yeah, but it doesn't necessarily say that they suck their blood, does it? I feel like uh, old lore vampires frequently do just, like, eat people, and then yeah, it gets, like, I- translated into <laughs> blood drinking as time goes on. We have to separate. 
the vampires from the ghouls and from the zombies. So, you know, by having mm-hmm. them only go after the blood. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this does seem up. more like a, like, eating people thing. Um, and maybe that's because blood, like, used to have a different space in, like, modern, I mean, ancient, like, cultures, you know? Without, like, knowing quite what it is and just, like, thinking of it as life force, you know? True, true. If yeah. you didn't have a scientific basis for what blood is, then maybe, like, eating somebody or, like, sucking their blood and having <laughs> sucking well, out their life is, like, kind of interchangeable. It was know. a common practice in Warlord times to mm. eat people's hearts, probably drink their blood as well, just as, you know, if you conquered them. So, possibly. Ew. Yeah, read Dracula. Not the not the book Dracula, like, but the historical stuff about him. Re- read about, uh, you know, Vlad, Vlad. the Impaler. <laughs> my <Yeah>. guy. <laughs> He's not my guy. <laughs> you know what? I love his interpretation in Fate Apocrypha. Um <laughs> where he is he is um a lancer class because of how he impales people. Oh my god. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> that works. Hey, it works. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's that's hilarious, and I'm also in pain. It's amazing. <laughs> it should be. It's very painful. It doesn't. It's not a fast um, impaling. That's all I'm gonna say. My, Read the book. My, la- my last <laughs> bit of pop culture here is um that uh in one of my favorite movies, Stardust, the three witches are called Empuza, Lamia, and Mormo. Based on oh, like, that's those fun. Things. Those those three like vampiric creatures from Greek Very mythology. Cool. So yeah. Uh okay, let's talk about the chapter I guess now. <laughs> there there wasn't a whole lot here, but like we still talked for 30 minutes. I think there was enough there. I mean, it sets the stage for another disastrous, you know, school year that's not going to happen. <laughs> All right. So I have one question as we start this chapter. How do you say the name of his high school? Oh my good. god, I have no idea. Good. Is it is it good or is it goody? I think it's good because they made a play on words. One of the things says, welcome to good. We're good here or something like that. I was thinking like goad. Goad? <laughs> I think that you're right and it is good because that seems like a Rick style pun. Yeah, that does make sense. But in my brain, every time I see the word, it's it's goody. <laughs> We're going back to 1600s uh, Salem. <laughs> yeah, so good high school. Um, <laughs> the goodest of high schools. Of course. Of high school. That's right. Yeah. Not anymore. Oh my god. So Paul is officially Sally's boyfriend. I don't think good it was them. like official like boyfriend girlfriend thing in the last book but we love him i stand they definitely seemed like they were dating or just like trying it out but you know she had to try it out before she could tell percy and then once she tells percy about it then they can be officially dating but he needs to know the truth because i mean he he really needs to know the truth right away (laughs) what happened today was bad yeah mother you don't know the thing about paul i don't think i've told you this but paul is um rick's self-insert which makes it it very funny he keeps describing him as like a movie star like his like self-insert like him in the book this is okay. this is this is him as a character in his own book because you know <laughs> he's he's the the english teacher at the high school because that's what he used to do he, he wouldn't insert himself as like a hero or something though jeez Nah, no, it's just, like, just him. He's just a guy. He he is making himself too cool because he's like, wow, look, Paul, he's hot. He wears a leather jacket <laughs> to school. Like a movie star. I he know. looks like a movie star. Like, what the? Denim clothes. I want to know, is he wearing a denim shirt and, a, and denim pants? Ew. I need to know. Uh, well, he's wearing a leather jacket, so... But why would you describe it as denim clothes then? You're right. That's suspicious. What does that <laughs> mean, mean, Rick? A denim shirt with jeans underneath a leather jacket? Maybe. I... That sounds horrifying. It does sound horrifying. You should wear. You should always wear a t-shirt under a leather jacket with jeans. I had a history teacher <laughs> who, like, um, occasionally would get away with wearing a denim uh, shirt, <laughs> and it was great. He'd be like, "I'm wearing my Friday best." Uh, <laughs> so yeah, Paul doesn't know things. Uh, I keep also, being surprised by how young Percy is. He's he's about to start high school. This is his first year of high school. He is... He's a baby. 14. Yeah, he's 14. He must be. Correct. So he'll turn 15 in August of this summer. Right. Sorry, I always have to do the math in my head of, like, how old Percy is at a time. Um, Sally is dressed up for a job interview. Sally! (laughs) We stand. Good for her. 
female. She took those like college courses and she studied up late with Paul. Um, <laughs> Good. It's time for her to finally, you know, move ahead in life. You spend so much time like just basically holding space. Now she spent so much yeah. time taking care of Percy and also dealing with her terrible husband. husband. That's, well, like I said, just holding his place. She was trying to hide her boy, her son, so she really didn't move forward in life because she really couldn't, you know. Yeah, it's can. really interesting to me that Sally has had that arc of just uh, we keep seeing her progress more and more uh, every every book into like making more of a life that she wants to have. I'm so happy for her. Yeah, I think it's good. Finally, get past the. You know what? She needed to go to the underworld so she could feel reborn, you know? <laughs> she right? She needed to get over her first ex so that she could get rid of her second ex. <laughs> a yeah. Um, so do we have to talk about the date? The, the not quite we date do. that's not gonna happen. I mean, yeah, that does that is not going to happen. Um, Annabeth and Percy, they're going to the movies. Just the two of them. She drove <laughs> all the way there from camp. Like, come on. Yeah, I'm she sees I'm delighted. Girl flips out. Do you think she flipped out because the school was burning, or did she flip out more because of Rachel? I mean, be <laughs> oh, definitely because of Rachel. Yeah. But we'll get yeah, there. Yeah. Um, but it's a date. Like, like, would it have been a date if this hadn't happened? Yes. Yeah. I don't think it's a date unless you say it's a date. But at the same time, it is a date. You know what I mean? <laughs> Do you think there would have been handholding? Yes, or some kind of. I don't involved. think there would have been handholding. I'm. I don't think that they're there yet emotionally. Do you think there would have been popcorn sharing and like maybe a drink? Popcorn. Mm. Yes. I don't know about sharing a drink. That feels weird, even if you're on a date. Like, like, I feel like sharing a smoothie is cute if you have, like, the two straws. I feel like sharing a soda at a movie theater is just, like, gross. Okay, but they're also, like, friends, you know? Like, it's- I would not share a soda at a movie theater with my friend. I would let you have a sip, but- Popcorn. You share the popcorn with them. That's fine. It's not our soda. It's my soda. (laughs) (laughs) You can get a refill, right? God. No backwash, please. No backwash. Backwash. Yeah. That's why I don't like to share beverages. I have nothing else to say. Um, (laughs) We have shared beverages before. Shut up. Yes, and I don't like to. It's backwash. (laughs) I know you I just- I'm not into sharing the straw. That seems like a, a line too far to me. You know what? That's fair. <laughs> I've tried to get out of the habit, but I sometimes do still chew the, the straw. Oh, um, oh no. Ooh. I'm one of those. Uh, so there's a ginger girl. There's a ginger. I wonder who she is. I mean, we know. <laughs> But Percy has to, like, go to the side entrance of the school because he doesn't want to see her. Dude, she's gonna go to the same school as you. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny to me that he's just trying to avoid her and doing such a bad job. Like, you're in the same place, my dude. Let's be clear, he was never gonna go to the same school as her. He never makes it through more than five minutes of any school year, pretty much. <laughs> except for, like, one year. One year he made it almost to the end, right? Yeah, that's true. But yeah, most he was years close. he doesn't make it at all you know he he tries he tries so hard uh but and got so far but in the end it doesn't even matter uh ray remember (laughs) when you said that percy was like a rogue in D &D? his yes his stealth is not doing well right now because he doesn't have the (laughs) invisibility hat um he needs better skills though his one rachel could see those monsters from across the room and while he sensed something was wrong he never saw them until they revealed themselves i don't Mm -hmm. think it's the closeness that matters though it's no but what i'm saying is, is until they revealed themselves he had no idea he was just as enthralled with their fake look as everybody else. Yet she could see right through it, and she's not necessarily, you know. What's interesting is that I mean, the she's... way that Rick writes Percy, it's like Percy has the best instincts of yeah, anyone ever, but he just always ignores them. <laughs> He's yeah. like, that doesn't feel right, but I'm sure it's fine. And it's like, Percy, it's never fine. <laughs> Yeah. He's a teenage boy. At the end of the um, day, he's a teenage boy. So true. there's some instinct uh, there. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a little bit to unpack when we get to the cheerleaders. So, I mean, they're, they're cheerleaders. We got we got two of them. We got the, the evil blonde. And then we have our African-American with hair like Medusa's. Which feels mm, maybe not great, Rick, my guy. Yeah. Rick, I think that's a little bit racist. I don't think that sounds good. I don't know. Nope. Is that supposed to mean curly hair or? or yeah, like... that's what he says here. Is that it? He she has curly hair. 
So, yeah, mm. it's not a great, it's it's, not a, it's a bad it's not description. Bad. To me, that would be like almost, uh, what do I say, setting you up to know that they're bad. I mean, if you didn't already suspect they might be bad, the fact that he describes her as reminding him of Medusa. Yeah, I mean, who I is think a monster that's the vibe who seemed was... nice until they realized she was a monster. I think that's the vibe he's going for is like, oh, like she looks like a monster. Right. Like he does the same thing with the other girl. Because he says that she has icy blue eyes. You know, he's using certain kinds of language. But uh, it's really bad optics to describe, like, a natural hair type uh, as being Medusa-like. It just, it's, it does not play well with the way that natural hair has been, you know, culturally degraded for so long. Maybe maybe he could have said something about her eyes being, like, super dark. That also feels... I don't know. uh, I don't know, coldness? I don't know how to do that either. Like, <laughs> it's not great. Um, and he can't read the cursive on the uniforms. Um, which, hey, cursive is not something that most people can read, I swear. Uh, <laughs> well, they don't teach cursive really anymore. They do, apparently. I've been told by people that they still do teach cursive, apparently. Okay. I thought they didn't. I thought they'd stopped. I don't know. I think it probably depends. Someday we're all yeah. just going to hit the script button on our, you know, computers, and that's going to be our signature forever. <laughs> Someday we're not going to, like, write things anymore. We're just going to press a button in general. Yeah, probably on our face or something. God knows. We're going to think it, <laughs> and it's going to happen. Exactly. Anyway. God, I wish. I... <laughs> Writing is so hard. Blobs. We will be amorphous blobs at that point, so. Oh, I, w- I, I would love that. <laughs> Free me from this moral coil. <laughs> Writing doesn't have to be hard to be anymore. Data. There's an artificially intelligent um, writing tool out there that we're mm. talking about in the news tonight. It, you can literally tell it to write a story about this and that and the other thing, and they will write a story. Oh, well, I don't want that. I'm good. <laughs> AI writing is interesting. It has some problems still, as far as I have yeah. seen. But Some college professors seem to think it was pretty good. And then there's AI art, which is not fun, and it steals from artists, so I don't support it. <laughs> Um, so, so their names are Kelly and Tammy. So Classic. Spelled with eyes. I don't know why, but I feel like that also makes them out to be evil. Yeah, no, it's a very specific vibe. It's a very specific vibe. You have to have, like, those, like, those stereotypical names with I at the end. I don't know (laughs) why, but that's the vibe. I can't describe that. Um, but I love that Percy's like, she smelled like a horse girl. That's fine. (laughs) She had a tin leg. She he noticed the middle leg. He yeah, but he couldn't see it. <laughs> but he heard it or felt it or whatever. Yeah, he did feel it. Mm-hmm. They also called him fish, which you know, immediately Percy, red flags. Immediately, Son. <laughs> hello, you're in trouble. They, they called him that like twice, and he's just like, yeah, whatever, dude. You know what your dad does. So Percy definitely does know that something is wrong, but I feel like he also just can't do anything about it when Paul is standing right there, you know? Yeah, like Paul came in and then he's like, eh, okay, whatever. Uh, He did try to get away, so there's that. Yeah, also the we've been waiting for you. Creepy. Uh, You know what? They didn't say Perseus. I think that was the one thing, one other thing that really would have tipped him off. If they (laughs) called him Perseus, he would have been like, shit, that's a monster running for the hills. (laughs) Now he knows, though, like, when Rachel reveals them, he's not, like, surprised. He's just like, oh, yeah, what are they? (laughs) But they seem to, when they do start talking, they basically said that they had been there for a while as their feeding ground. Mm. So they they were probably looking out to see if he showed up there, but they were there regardless Mm -hmm. to feed off the student school. So how good can the high school be? Is all I'm saying. If there's vampire girls, it's it's goody. <laughs> it's the, it's goodest. the goodest. There you go. Uh, so again, he's running from Rachel because Rachel's also here. <laughs> he runs away from Paul. He runs away from Rachel, and he, he runs away from gonna, the cheerleaders. <laughs> he, he's running. Percy's instinct is to run. Get the fuck away. He should have left the building. He should have just run. Percy away does not want to be in situations today, and yet they he continue to happen. He just they always have do. Skipped orientation and said, "I'm gonna meet up with Annabeth now. Goodbye." <laughs> and yeah, even if Paul was mad that he like ditched, uh, I feel like he'd be less mad than if he burned down the school. <laughs> yeah, true. So Rachel finds him. <laughs> His redheaded nightmare finds him. They gotta be besties. <laughs> um, do you need to start simping now? Ray, do, do you need to start simping? Um, uh, I, I just, I like her. She's my artsy girl who, uh, I had to, like, project onto as a young, 
as a young one. Uh, also, I I just think it's so funny that he says Rachel Elizabeth Dare, and uh, the line is, her jaw dropped like she couldn't believe I had the nerve to remember her name. Well, when you say all three of your names, you're gonna yeah. remember. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's how she introduced herself. It's hardly his fault, but... Yeah. Um, also, again, her initials spell red because she has red hair. It's important. Of course. <laughs> maybe that's why he remembered it. Although, you know, it's not like he's not smart. He just can't You probably... Maybe he wouldn't have been able to figure that out because dyslexia. I don't know. You know what? You know, I feel like I just figured out why Rachel is so compelling uh, as a teen girl who uh, likes these books or whatever, she feels like a self-insert. She's a, new- a normal girl who nevertheless is involved in the situations, sometimes yeah. knows more about what's going on than the heroes, and is able to help despite having no, like, martial prowess. She feels like when you're writing a self-insert fanfic and you're like, I know things, it's fine. You go do your little... uh <laughs> hero stuff and I'll like help out you know <laughs> you, you know I think that's fine I think that works out actually I I love her so much I really do yeah so Percy thought she lived at the Hoover Dam this is important <laughs> um, she could have lived nearby she just, could have I think it was more that he didn't think she lived the same place that he did like that's more of the coincidence like why would why he would expect you? this why would you think someone lived near you? You met them halfway across the country and all of a sudden they show up at your high school. It's exactly. a small world. Yeah, it is. They were fated to meet. <laughs> That's why. Perhaps. This, you know, Twice. gods and monsters, fate, prophecies, all that stuff. So Rachel wants to run because cheerleaders are evil. Mother, True. do you have any comment on cheerleaders being evil? Oh, they are. They're terrible. <laughs> I okay, wasn't. I've been, I've been... <laughs> skirting around that this whole time because <laughs> i didn't want to offend you in case you didn't oh no, no 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 so i didn't i cheered when i was young and it was cool to be anybody having fun being a cheerleader and i was actually good at it but i wasn't one of the mean girls and so i didn't cut it in high school cheering because you have to be a mean girl Aww. you have to be you have to be she popular and mean and i wasn't so i went to band instead we had a lot more fun than they did good for you <laughs> <laughs> uh when the girls are like talking to Percy and you know they're like outwardly friendly but he's like the vibes are rancid um <laughs> that's how I was bullied in high school <laughs> is uh specifically yeah. in in my freshman year I went I was in choir and there were these girls who um they just like talk to you but like and like the conversations are like outwardly friendly but you can tell that they're making fun of you mm-hmm. but you don't yeah. because the way that you respond is never like quite right cuz you know you're neurodivergent anyways <laughs> that is the vibe it's a yeah. terrible vibe that's, we hate it but that's where that we're is at. the vibe it is the vibe cheerleaders are evil for the most part not all but most <laughs> i mean you know some people will take that as a compliment it's fine <laughs> <laughs> It's fine. My mother is also evil. Um, <laughs> I am not. Always. There you go. But you have that power, is what I you're saying us. to me. I do. Yes. So that switch. they run away. Rachel and Percy run away. That never works. Gym. Uh, the fact that, okay, she's like, you wouldn't believe me. Um, sorry. How did you meet him? They were skeletons. <laughs> he definitely knew there were skeletons, but- what I'm assuming is that Rachel has tried to talk to people about this before and they never do believe her. Like, oh, I think that not. she's expressing her trauma there. Definitely. Nobody would believe her unless they actually knew. Yeah. <laughs> so he explains everything and she needs to stop fucking saying names. I'm surprised that more things didn't appear like the Minotaur, the Hydra, the Furies, the Sirens. Shut the fuck up. Literally. Shut I, up. I want that scene in the show. I want him to be like physically covering her mouth like stop, stop, stop. <laughs> yeah. It's just, dude, no. But yeah. So the gods are real, like the Greek gods, like the ones you learned about but weren't paying attention to. Uh, <laughs> I need to stop quoting the musical, but I can't. <laughs> well, he basically says the lines, so I mean, I can't even blame you. Exactly. Uh, so- he does not get the chance to tell her what he's half of, though, which is exciting. I'm half human. What's the other half? Doesn't matter. <laughs> well... <laughs> Uh, so it's time for your orientation. God, that's, that's such a line. Uh, <laughs> the fact that Rachel doesn't want to describe what they look like. And do we like how they look, though? Uh, no. 
No. No? You you no. you're not um, you're not into like the the donkey leg. I, I think I feel like I said goat like a million times before, but it's a donkey leg oh, and yeah. bronze leg and then they're <laughs> white as chalk. Alright. Huh. Okay. I, but I it, didn't notice that part of the description. It says that specifically Tammy, who's the African American one, her skin turned white as chalk. Mm. So she unfortunate. Was, yeah. So she was hiding out as a African American human, but she's really a monk. I guess. Yeah. I don't know how to feel about that. Um <laughs> but they do have fangs and their eyes are red. Cool. Like a vampire. And the fact that like you want to kiss. I want to know how they kill men actually. Like in this universe, do they do they kiss them and suck out their whatever or do well, they it sounds their more blood? like a succubus when they talk about the kiss. It sounds like more like a succubus or Yeah, it does. Well, I think she was just making a little joke. I think she was going could... to bite him with her cool violet fangs. Most likely. She could bite his lips. She was trying to enthrall <laughs> him like a siren would or like a, you know. Yeah, it does it does seem like they're they're doing a little spelly spell on Percy to be like, ooh, you like us. Now we're going to kill you kind of thing. Right. Because Rachel is not affected. Um, you know? I'm wondering if Rachel would be affected by, like, charms like that or if her mist uh, thing extends to that sort of spell where she can't be, like, what do they, what do they call it when it's, like, the fae glimmer? Gl- <laughs> Glamour? I cannot think of the word. Glamour. 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 I, I I think that's the case, you know? Let's go back to another vampire thing for a second. She reminds me of Bella in that regard. Oh, my God. Because Bella could yeah. never be affected by anything. As much as they tried, they, they couldn't do anything to break her mind, right? I think she's like that. Her mind is yeah, just I it think sees it's, through it and nothing's going to block it. I think it's more fun if that is... Like, Rachel lives in a state of absolute reality. That's terrifying. I really am <laughs> glad I, I'm not her. <laughs> that real world is quite crazy. <laughs> I'd rather live in that real world, though. I'm good. Um, then you have gods to blame for all your problems. <laughs> so there there could also be more to, like, the whole, because uh, they usually kill boys. They don't usually kill girls. Is it an attraction thing? Or I don't know how to, I always never all know that, how to feel about those all things. All that Tammy says is, I don't usually kill girls, so I think that Tammy is straight, and that that's... <laughs> what... Tammy is straight. Confirmed. <laughs> Kelly, to be determined. Exactly. Um, Wait a minute. I think that's maybe, all we can say about this. Maybe we could say it the other way. Maybe she's not straight. She doesn't want to kill girls. She wants to kill boys because she doesn't like boys. Oh, okay. So it's like a, like a lesbians hating men thing. I'm for it, actually. Yes. A lesbians hating men thing. And who's I? That would go along with the cheerleader thing. Because let's face it, cheerleaders, come on. They're either sluts or they're... (laughs) They're either sluts or they're gay? So, Mother, are you saying you were a slut? I'm not saying anything. (laughs) Are you saying you're actually secretly gay? I'm saying I didn't get to be a cheerleader in high school, so I didn't get to portray the slut in high school like that. Mm -hmm. Didn't get that far. This is fair. I'm learning things. I'm learning things. You're learning things. (laughs) Not yeah, enough. I am. The most uh, powerful cheerleader, the gay slut. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the two genders, gay and slut. <laughs> no. She'd be perfect if she were a vampire also. There we go. <laughs> uh, so Percy checks. <laughs> uh, uh, I think uh, it's really funny that uh, <laughs> monster dust gets all over Rachel and she's like gross and he's like, sorry, they do that. <laughs> it's like a sack of flour dumped on her, but it's it's like... They they explode in like goldish dust, don't they? So, yeah, there's just a bunch of gold dust all over her. Ew! It's probably like glitter, like it never comes off. It's like oh. ew, she's in my nose. Ew, <laughs> ew! I inhaled Tammy. Anyway, uh, <laughs> no. So Kelly's talking about what's gonna happen to the camp. It's gonna go up in flames. Your friends made slaves to the Lord of Time. Uh, have we talked about Kronos being the Lord of Time? Well. I feel like it's come up. Like, but not like, I feel like it's been used as an epithet at least once or twice, but not focused on. I'm going mean, to make sense from his name. Yeah. I'm going to need <laughs> to do a myth section on the the other uh, mythological <laughs> deity, Kronos, because Rick is conflating them. Um, <laughs> in case you didn't know. Kronos the Titan is not the Lord of Time. So, uh, we love that Rachel's also just throwing up instruments as weapons. I'm so happy about that. Does that make her a bard? <laughs> I don't know if that's what bards are usually supposed to do. I think bard? Rachel's, um... <laughs> She's singing? We're talking, we're talking about D&D things. Um, 
Oh. I was going to say, is she singing? Because I thought the bard sang stories, tell tales. I was, I'm, I'm making a joke because she's she's just throwing the instruments and that's how oh. she's fighting. So, so if I'm the like, instrument's her weapon, then okay. does that does that make sense? Yeah, I love it. It's so good. Um, but... Uh, what I what I like about Rachel here, sorry for simping for Rachel. Uh, no, no, no apologies, none. Rachel immediately allies herself with Percy. She's like, "Okay, you're not uh, safe. Come with me. We're gonna leave these evil cheerleaders because obviously you know what's going on, which means that they're targeting you." Uh, mm-hmm. And then you know she immediately starts throwing stuff instead of running away. Uh, she's helps out at the end of the chapter. She's like, "I'll make up something. You go." I just love her. <laughs> She's such should. a good character. As you should. She's great. We love her. Um so this this last bit where where Kelly makes it so that Percy is the she she tries to frame it so that Percy's attacking her and mm-hmm. oh no, please. And he doesn't actually hit her with his sword and she explodes. Is she dead? We'll find out. So here's the question. How can he be accused of doing anything if she's gone? Unclear. How does the mist uh, work on that? Does it Does it look like he like threw something and exploded her specifically? Did he murder her? I want to know. I or have to assume away? that that's what it looks like. Like Percy used some sort of tool to set a cheerleader on fire. Like. Yeah. Oh, God. You know what would be funny? I just thought that something really, really weird and random. Um, I'm thinking of like a like a like a mystery show. Um, my, why did my brain think of like the CWs? But like <laughs> that. But you're you're like a mortal in Percy's world, and you're following all of like the terrible things that he's done, <laughs> and you can't. You you have to see th- you have to see as it is with the mist, and you have to figure out what the fuck happened. <laughs> Like a mystery thing where you're like, none of this makes sense, and then it's revealed. Yeah, I don't know Incredible. If, if my explanation makes any sense, but that's what I'm thinking of. Just just a mystery show by a mortal in Percy's world, uncovering his crimes. Basically a New York detective. Yeah. yeah. Basically a New York detective trying to figure out what's going on at all these schools that he goes to where crazy shit happens. Because huh? it's, it's, it, he, he does it all over the US at this point. Oh, I know. But I mean, he's... he's He's, a lot of what happens, like, especially every school year, something happens at his schools, which a lot of them were in New York City, yeah. New York State. So what happens is the investigators investigating, then they find out, oh, well, he's been to Albuquerque or he's been to Las Vegas. And they, you know what I mean? Then they start investigating these other places. I'm just making up names. I'm just saying. <laughs> he's been in another part of the country. So then they go looking to see what might have happened there and how it might relate to. That's how they find criminals who go state to state, serial criminal, you know, things like that. Yeah. They'd be like, how did this boy survive a fall off the St. Louis Arch. You can't even fall into well, water. Well, he was from even he was. on the news when all that stuff was happening. Like yeah. all the first book stuff is canonically like out there. Exactly. And then I guess everyone just stopped looking into him. But there's definitely one guy who's like, that's, what is going on with this kid? That's what I mean. I want I want the 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 murder board with all the strings being like this <laughs> literally logically does not make sense. This this boy had a gunfight with a guy on a beach, but like they they were they were swatting the guns at each other like swords. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> Don't worry about it too much. I'm sure the mist is working double time on that one. I know, but I'm I'm just saying that would be so funny. <laughs> I mean, there are shows where they've done something similar, but not quite that extreme. Not with the mist. <laughs> the mist is what makes it all interesting because they can't see the real facts. Yeah, and then there's like someone like Rachel who's like um the the like assistant like the like it's a buddy cop show or something like that you know <laughs> and who can see through the mist and is like um you won't believe me if i told you what's really happening <laughs> or maybe the buddy cop is a half blood too and could you know, be comes comes in halfway through the season to try to see what they know and find out what they're doing kind of thing like that this is the greatest thing <laughs> i've ever hypothetically created anyway. oh they could be fbi agents too because you know fbi be. would go across oh, state yeah. lines easily so maybe they're the FBI, fbi investigating the state police calls them yeah. because it's just getting too big and then they find out they've been to maine and they've been to las vegas and they've been to LA and it's like what the hell's going on with these kids and albuquerque <laughs> and albuquerque <laughs> i just made that up <laughs> percy is definitely on the fbi's radar at this point yeah definitely with i mean if, if he set a cheerleader on fire that would actually be murder so yeah absolutely <laughs> um and rachel's like i got this rachel's gonna cover it up this. 
So they run away. Once again, Percy's always running. Uh, he needs to stand and fight someday. <laughs> okay, but like, it's not about standing and fighting the mortals. He needs to run away from the consequences of his actions. <laughs> the monster that you can never fight. Um... So Annabeth is there, and she looks great. Percy's loving this vibe. And this then description, comes. like, he's just tumbling around and she's like, ah, Percy, and just, like, catches him and, like, you know, it's 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 so cute. Like, this is a date. Like, she's happy. She's excited. Yeah. They're gonna hang out. It's a date. Um, But she doesn't notice that he's probably, like, his clothes are ripped up, he's half on fire or something, and the school <laughs> behind him is also on fire. Um, all, he notices, and then, all she knows is the girl who comes out the, behind him. The girl who is covered in monster dust, and Annabeth says, <laughs> look, he's cute. Percy doesn't say that. Annabeth says it. Annabeth, girl, please. Okay. Rachel is smooth with it, though. Writing her phone number on his hand. Rachel. No, but she's literally trying to get information. Her entire worldview has just been shattered, and she's like, I can finally learn about all of these things that have been happening. I I can finally get answers. Like, that's literally all she wants. And Annabeth's like, pretty girl gave you her phone number, huh? And it's like, Annabeth, please. She just wants someone yeah. to talk to, to tell her stories to, who will listen to her and not think she's crazy. This is this is important. She needs this. Um, and also, <laughs> she's gonna go explain to everyone. No, Percy didn't do anything wrong. He's fine. It's all good. Um, <laughs> Kelly just exploded. <laughs> um, I also adore that Percy's like, uh, Rachel's a friend, I guess, because uh, I barely knew her. But after being in two life or death situations together, I couldn't just call her nobody. She's <laughs> you know, she's, she's not an acquaintance. She's not a friend. She's a person that he knows. An um, <laughs> That's true. She's an ally. She's an ally. Um, yeah. She's a person who has helped save his life on two separate occasions. Like, Is is Rachel Elizabeth Dare a queer ally? Do we stand? Um, of course. Why not? You know Rachel's progressive. <laughs> she's an art student. Of course she's progressive. <laughs> yeah. Well, they have to go to Camp Athlete, and that's that's it. They're not going to go on their date, and it's really sad. Crying. It is very sad. They were so excited. And Annabelle I just, Annabeth's reaction here is just so wild to me. Like, she's actively really jealous. That's good. No. Like, girl. No, she's jealous because she's a cute girl. And Annabeth noticed she's a cute girl. I'm sorry. I'm I'm, I'm still rooting for Annabeth <laughs> bisexual. I, I know. I know. It's it's still in my brain. So They're either way, bisexual. she's jealous. She's either jealous that the cute girl is interested in her boyfriend, her future boyfriend, or she's more jealous that her future boyfriend had a good looking girl look at her him instead of her. <laughs> she's jealous on both sides. She's there you go. Yeah, There's your three-way. <laughs> that's fine. I have no issues with that three-way. The fandom might. Um, <laughs> it would destroy Persebeth. All right. Well, we're, we did it. We covered a chapter. Bro, chapter one. Bro, another season of this podcast. Woohoo. We're doing Congratulations. it. Congratulations. We're, we're fucking doing it. Oh, <laughs> Why, shit, thank you. I didn't you. think of a plug. <laughs> Um, I was trying to remember if I had ever talked about it on the main podcast instead of just our bonus show, and I don't think so. So I, uh, I'll go first. Um, all right. Uh, uh, there's a new s couple seasons of Phineas and Ferb are gonna happen at some point. Like, that show is getting renewed. Wow. Uh, so I would just like to say that y'all should have watched Milo Murphy's Law. Uh, I needed that show to get more seasons, and then it didn't. It's still technically on hiatus, I think. It is. Anyways, I have questions because the universe progressed during Mile Murphy's Law. Uh, Doofenshmirtz stopped being evil and stuff. I mean, that happened in Phineas and Ferb. But like, are they going to continue with those storylines? Are they just going to be like, We're these are more stories in the middle of summer. Don't worry about it. Or is it next summer? That's what I want is for it to be the next summer. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Anyways, uh, so Milo Murphy's Law is, uh, their, like, response to Phineas and Ferb, almost. It's, like, anti-Phineas and Ferb, where they try to make it slightly less formulaic and more, um, serialized, more storylines. Um, they, they have some gay time travelers. They're my favorites. Um, Cavendish and Dakota! We stand. I love, them, love them so much. <laughs> 
Also, there's a lot of Doctor Who references. Uh, and also Weird Al is there. Yeah, Weird Al is Milo Murphy. What is the this main show? Character. It's a spinoff of Phineas and Ferb. That's what it is. Like a real one or a made up yeah, one? Yeah, it exists. Okay. I've watched it In the Disneyverse? I used to record it on our DVR. You should have heard of it. <laughs> oh, I've seen it on the DVR. I just didn't know what the hell it was. It's a show. It's really, really enjoyable. Uh, the premise is that Milo Murphy and uh, certain members of his family are afflicted by Murphy's Law. Uh, anything that can go wrong will go wrong, which means that just, like, horrible disasters are always occurring around him. Uh, but he's, like, a generally a good-natured and peppy kind of guy, and he's just always prepared to deal with whatever whatever life throws his way. Okay. It's That's really cute. enjoyable. Uh, it's not as well uh, designed as Phineas and Ferb is. Um, but I feel like, for me, the highs are higher just because I like the serialized nature. I like the storylines that they come up with and like the character progressions. Yeah. And Cavendish Nakota. And Cavendish Nakota. <laughs> and the pistachios. I care so much about pistachios. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's gibberish. It's great. Um. <laughs> Mother, where would you like people to find you on the internet? Where, where would I like people, people to find, find me? I mean, I don't know. I'm on Instagram under Travel Planning by Carrie. Still doing that. Yeah, she is still a travel agent. <laughs> I am still um, a travel agent for now. She's with still a million crazy. other jobs. Yeah, with like a million jobs. Seriously, um, don't make any money. Just work a ton for no reason at all. No. <laughs> Because you care too much. Um, do you have a, a plug? Something that you've watched recently or consumed? I'm currently like? watching the Mayfair Witches. I highly oh. recommend it. I recommend reading the books too because they're very good. They're written by the late great Anne Rice. Oh, very good series. I highly recommend. It. I haven't watched all of it yet. We just watched all the episodes that have been out, but I have read all the books. So good. I hmm. have no thoughts and feelings about witches <laughs> in New Orleans. Who doesn't like witches in New Orleans? I I assumed it was about witches at least. Yeah, I I got that much from the title. <laughs> well, yeah, New Orleans. <laughs> New Orleans. So there's, so there's witchcraft, and there's going to be some voodoo at some point. It's all kind of stuff. We, we love. Yes, Good. I love it. Um, all right. I found something that I've watched semi-recently, like in November, um, that I do not believe <laughs> that I've plugged on this podcast. Um, I'm going to plug Wednesday. Oh, Wednesday was amazing. <laughs> um, it needs to be gayer, but, um... <laughs> I mean, the fandom, as far as the fandom is concerned, uh, Wednesday and Eden are in love. Um, I mean, yes. And what what love triangle that Wednesday had with two men, it didn't exist. It didn't happen. Um, (laughs) But yeah, the show was what had some good vibes. It had some very good vibes. Uh, And we can't wait for it to come back. I cannot wait for it to come back. Um, And Enid is my special sunshine child. Um, I love her and things friendship more than anything. (laughs) They do each other's nails. Okay. (laughs) Delightful. Yeah. Um, Bro, it's a new season. It's a new season of the podcast. (laughs) I'm excited. This is also technically like two, almost it, the podcast of it has existed for about two years now. And oh, the, the time of congratulations! This out. Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> it exists. Ha ha. Uh, well, now I'm gonna run away because I just exploded a cheerleader. Maybe it was my fault. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. But like, get the fuck out of my cabin. <laughs> you can't keep avoiding your problems like this, Charlie. <laughs> yes, I can. No, you can't. They will keep finding you. Apparently. <laughs> You can follow this podcast socials at of the eldest gods pod on Instagram and Tumblr and at of the eldest gods on Twitter. You can send us an iris message through of the eldest gods pod at gmail.com. If you'd like to support us financially, join us at patreon.com slash of the eldest gods. By becoming a patron, you can join the Deus Ex Media Discord server, where you'll be able to chat with us and other listeners about episodes and anything Percy Jackson related. Our $5 patron tier also gets you access to Against All Odds, our monthly bonus show. There, we'll talk about a wide variety of topics, which usually have something to do with mythology, no promises. 
You can check out our merch store in Redbubble to find custom designs made by Charlie. Or if you cannot or do not want to support us financially, we'd really appreciate a rating, a review, or letting your friends and followers know how much you love the podcast. That really helps. You can find me, Ray, at HeyHeyRay, spelled R-A-Y-E, on Twitter. If you want to hear more from me, check out Barbie Movie Slap, a podcast where my co-host Ted and I discuss Barbie's cinematic universe. That podcast Twitter is at Barbie Slaps. And you can follow me, Charlie, at GreenPixie12 on most platforms, but on Twitter I'm at GreenPixie123, which I'm totally not salty about. I also have an art Instagram at GreenPixieDraws. I sometimes do the YouTube thing on my channel, Charlie Mac. That's M-A-C-K. Our music was written by Isabel Strauss Riggs and recorded and edited by Ian M. Riggs. You can find Izzy at Kane underscore I, that's I is in the body part, on Instagram and Twitter. She also currently makes video essays on the YouTube channel Kane I. Feel free to message her about making music for your project or editing your podcast. Of the Elders Gods is proud to be a part of Deus Ex Media, which features great podcasts like My Cabbages, an Avatar podcast that follows the true hero of the Avatar The Last Airbender series, the Cabbage Cart Guy. Coffee. Tea. Honor. Cabbage. Long ago, the four elements lived in harmony. Then, shit went totally cray when the Avatar attacked. Only the Cabbage Man, merchant of fine cruciferous vegetables, could stand against his trolling. But when the world needed some dank veg, he vanished. Ten years have passed, and my partner and I have started a new podcast. My Cabbages! An Avatar podcast. A weekly show about Avatar The Last Airbender. Whether it's Sokka's new line of cologne. Hey, look at you, sitting there on a seal. Well, now look at back at me. I'm on an on a even bigger seal. Now look away. D&D related antics. You have to make an acrobatics check for that. And Aang just like unzips his pants and whips out his d20s. He's just like, I got this. A randomly breaking into song. <laughs> we'll stumble our way through the greatest show ever made, one episode at a time. You can reach us at CabbageCast, which is our Twitter, or subscribe wherever you catch pod. Rotten cabbages? What kind of slum do you think this is? Of the Eldest Gods is based on the series by Rick Riordan. Right now, we are discussing Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Remember to follow us on your favorite podcatcher and meet us back here every Thursday. Ray, I have things to talk to you about later. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> about, you know, that frog in the Hades trailer? Oh my god. He might he might have uh, you know, relations to Gre- Greek mythology actually. Okay. Does he drink blood? <laughs> no. Um Aww. <laughs> I don't think so. At least, who knows? Dave X Media.